You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. Yo, DJ, You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man. <laughs> oh, man. What's up, everybody? Man, we back. It's been about a month. Exactly a month. Yeah. Know. Sorry for the delay. A lot has been going on. You know, Rod had a near-death experience. I almost died, y'all. Yeah. Oh, my God. But love prevailed. But love prevailed. Well... <laughs> Real love prevailed. Real love. Not in the finals, love didn't prevail. But yeah, though. Hey, hey, you got a ring though. Give me your ring. Winners get a ring. <laughs> yeah, man. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Jonathan, aka JB, J Brewster. Yeah. Um, y'all know me. Still the same OG. <laughs> That's what's up. Man. I go by Rodney. So we coming back again, man. The brothers is live and in a place. Uh, the brothers. We miss y'all. It's been a long time, but a lot. Yeah, I know a lot's been happening since. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, man, this last time we talked, I mean, yeah. LeBron's a world champion again for again. the third time. Third time's a charm. Third time finals MVP. Oh, boy, boy. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it was. I would say that was one of the most. Um, I was. I say just game seven was probably the most entertaining basketball game with so much on the line. It's pretty epic. Yeah, it, it, you Back know it, it goes down in history. You know, um, it was kind of like the clash of the titans. You know, the rematch, revenge, exactly. all the above. Best in the West Coast, best in the East. You know, it was kind of a like David versus Goliath because nobody really gave Cleveland a shot. You know, as far as the you know kind of. Basketball officiating. Basketball, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, everybody was picking uh, Golden State, you know, within five or six games, kind of like last year. You know, and after they went up 2 0, you know, they was looking like. Everybody thought it was over. Yeah. Everybody was like, man, they might sweep them, you know. Yeah. Oh, but God. <laughs> <laughs> the curse has been lifted, Cleveland. Yeah, man. I was, right. I was talking to somebody today. I was like, man, I bet the over under that. Nobody came to work today. Oh yeah, Cleveland. Like, oh yeah, they was calling out right now. They left. was drunk, high, barely getting by. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had a reason to party. For real, like, holiday. Yeah. Said, was it 1964? Something like that. It's been like it's been like 52 50 years. Yeah, 50 something years. That's and that's the first amazing. basketball championship like ever. Yeah. Ever. So shout out to LeBron, man. He he did the doggone thing. I think this. Without a doubt, I mean, I know LeBron's still gonna have haters. I mean, which is you know natural, but this cements his legacy as you know uh, top, top five, top five of, of all, all time, time, regardless. You know, that's what Stephen A. was Smith was saying. He said, "Man, like, there's nothing else for him to prove or possibly say." I think, and I mentioned it last night too. After like you know, the clock shows zero zero. You know, like, dude, not only did you bring your team back three one. Never been it's done. Never been done. You beat a team who was unanimously um, considered to be better than you and beating you. Right. With the league MVP, who was a unanimous league MVP. First time ever. Who also had the regular season record. Record. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like you had so much stacked against you, plus all the pressure of going back to Cleveland and take a franchise who's never, ever won a championship. And, and just being in the finals again, man. I mean, back-to-back finals, but but then on top of that, for you to seal the deal, for you to actually win with all that against you is, like, amazing. Right. Like, beyond amazing. Like, what were your thoughts, man? How, what were you feeling yesterday? I was super happy for him, bro. You know, it's like, when you... Brian, you know, especially if you've been following him over the years, man, it's like, we all know he gets scrutinized more than anybody. You know what I'm So, like, just to see him, um, you know, accomplish a goal and do exactly what he said he was going to do there, man, it was exciting. It, it didn't even have to be your favorite team. It was just like, man, you know. You're like a fan Ross, of basketball. Yeah, you're yeah. a basketball fan. And it was like David and Goliath, man, in a sense, you know, because it's like, man, you know. Golden State is like perfect in people's eyes, you know. And then, I mean, when you see him shoot, you think that because, like, I get mad sometimes. I'm like, how do you make that? You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, just to see that team, and I still don't look at Cleveland like the most talented team in the world. It's like they look like a team that fought. Like, <laughs> it almost you know? reminds me of like with New York and the Patriots. It's like, yeah, that Giants football team wasn't really, honestly, better than the Patriots right. at all. But they yeah. just played a better game and. Came together at the right times when it needed right. to happen. Like you go down the line and you just match them up. You know, Golden State may seem to have the more talented players in a sense, as far as depth, you know, is concerned. But mm-hmm. Cleveland fought, man. They deserve it, man. So yeah. And I want to ask y'all a question. You kind of brought up an interesting point. We're talking about LeBron being the most scrutinized. Would you go as far as to say that he's probably the most scrutinized athlete of all time? Like he has yeah. more of a microscope on him. And like his every action is completely dissected and scrutinized to the point where it's like he's polarizing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't think of another athlete in another sport that's that scrutinized for like when he does good, when he does bad. And yeah. the funny part about it is that his bad is like not even close to being that bad in respect to other people. But it's like, right. I think people say that you could only compare this bad to legends, like ghosts. Like he's playing, like he's. Competing against ghosts, man. Yeah. <laughs> People who like, haven't been in the league for years. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, because there's nobody now that can can match, you know, what he can do on both sides of the ball. And I think that's and I know a lot of people, you know, said Steph was the best in the league, the the new face of the league. LeBron shut all that down. He was like, you know, I'm still the face of the league, you know, yeah. no matter what y'all think. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And last night and well well games. You know, five, six, and seven proved that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, y'all gave him the MVP. He deserved it. You know what I'm saying? I, I still, I still don't think he deserved the MVP this year. I think he deserved it last year. Well, no, not really, because I think James Harden deserved it last year. But that's for another case. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, granted, Steph is the best shooter of all time. Of all time, we can we can say that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, he just kind of rose up on the scene within these last two years. But hands down, I mean, the boy can shoot from anywhere. You know, pull up like it's nothing, and you know, it's money half the time. You know, a lot in the last four four minutes and forty seconds last night because they didn't score a point. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, on top of that, it's like he got exposed last night because even let's take away the shooting. Let's say he had a bad shooting night. Your position is point guard. So if Draymond do had thirty two, yeah, didn't hardly touch the ball at all in the fourth quarter. How you not find your hottest hand 
in the fourth quarter and then you do these lazy passes like do had only four turnovers but it felt like it was like 10 honestly that that ugly behind the back pass he did to Clay Thompson <laughs> yeah it went straight out of bounds you know it's like what are you doing like how can you be that careless with the ball and it's a double standard because if Braun had did that Ooh. was like lazy with the passes or whatever like Twitter Black Twitter especially would have absolutely <laughs> ate him all the way up. The memes yeah. would have been all over the place. But I mean, if he'd have played the game like Steph played, if he'd have had 17 points, that brother would be on a cross yeah. this morning. Winner or lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if it, yeah, even if they would have won and, yeah, you know, Kyrie had, Kyrie had 40, but he only had 17 points. Oh, like you said, I mean, people find a reason to hate LeBron. When he's doing good, when he drives to the basket, oh, why he ain't do that all the time? He can do that anytime he want to. Or you know? on top of that, it's saying, uh, it's funny you say that because, oh, but dude's like six foot eight, two fifty. Like he's supposed to do that. Like what yeah. you mean? That's they're not an accomplishment that he drove to the basket and scored. It's like well, yeah, you can't win, mom, man. Skip this morning. It's like you can't win. Can't give him no props, man. Like um, Stephen A. made a good point. It's like when he's doing bad. You know, you want to crucify him. Like, he had 41 points in two games straight. I expect that from LeBron. Who expects 41 points from anybody <laughs> ever? That's not like... On the verge of elimination. Yeah, bro. That's, <laughs> you know, that's not just, like, easy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So go score 41 points. And the I, first time in Oracle. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Game five. I was trying to... When I was looking at that game, even with Draymond, because I was thinking the same thing. Well, he didn't get more touches. It looked like, like, strategically, they were trying to, like... Switch it up the second half, like you know. Okay, they gonna key in on Draymond, so I'm gonna let Thompson get off because I noticed they were like kind of screening off him in the beginning. Yeah, but it wasn't working, so it's just like, all right, go back to the hot hand. But I don't know, man. Like Curry just didn't look well, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I ain't blaming no injury either, bro, because. I mean, because the Cavs had all the injuries last year. Yeah, and I mean, you know, clearly you, 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 I mean, you out there. Yeah, you out there, bro. Exactly. Talk about you know, Iguodala wasn't himself, and Bogut got hurt. It's like okay, and even like, on Curry's end, man. Like I don't want to hear that he was just not the same. He's not okay. No, bro. He was doing some crazy stuff. I believe they got in his head. So reckless. Even when um, you remember that play? Was it when LeBron blocked him the first time in Game Seven? If, if oh, I'm yeah. not mistaken, it's like almost like he instigated that little yeah the little scruffle yeah it's like he bro did. you emotional right now you can tell <laughs> even when he shot that three I'm like this dude's still emotional bro like look at him emotional <laughs> emotional look at him emotional yeah, he, he, he can't handle that hey know? I saw a funny meme it was like saying when LeBron was turned around kind of like talking to him talking about like man tell Aisha that man she ain't wish me and <laughs> her and Ronnie ain't wish me happy Father's Day <laughs> I like that's so disrespectful. Oh my goodness LeBron. We talked about Before we got in the air I really feel like You know I was deceived um, As far as the humility You know That Golden State carry Either they mm. never had it man Or they really lost it You know And it was From I last truly, year I truly think they lost it Yeah I truly think that 73 and 9 Puffed their heads up So you know To where they thought They were invincible Invincible Yeah to, I mean OKC gave them You know They did the rope it up To OKC somehow Like you know we're destined saying? To win this Like yeah. no matter what yeah, it's like it was like one of them seasons where I, it's like, and I think they felt that even going into Game Seven, I th- I think they felt like you know, okay, we we let them rise back up, but but we got this, yeah. mm. you know, and I, I even felt that from Steve Kerr last night when oh, his pre- I, his I press conference, every press conference, yeah, his press conference last night, he was so like, flip it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead, keep on talking. I'm saying it's just, his attitude is just so. Flippant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was yeah, just so. I like our position. Yeah, like I like our position. Like um, a couple of plays would have changed the game. Yeah, everybody can say that. You know what I'm saying? 
and somebody made a good point today they was like you know now now that golden state lost this finals you know they don't have the they have the regular season record but they don't have the championship like the bulls had you know quote unquote and they was like you know five five points changed destiny you know what i'm saying change history five points because if they had them five points, nobody could argue that they're yeah. not the greatest team yeah, of all time. But behind the record now. Yeah. Because yeah. cause ain't nobody going to care. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you did that, but, you know, you couldn't finish it. I mean, just like the Patriots when they went 18-0. and 0, You know what I'm saying? It makes no difference. It makes no difference. Like, yeah, yeah, you had an undefeated season. Lost, you know? Yeah. Well, you lost the one that counted. You know <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Bro, I wish so bad LeBron would have connected on that dunk, though. The last one? Bro. <laughs> I wish you would. My God. That, that would have just like, I mean, the, the block the block much. shut it down. I knew they was going to win the game after the block. But yeah, Skip tried to discredit the block, too. I'm like, bro, you better get out of here, bro. Yeah, he was saying, like, I- Iggy was hurt, and, like, he kind of just tossed it up there barely. No, like, LeBron was at half court when he was at the rim. And he I had just it. said, because I was getting kind of upset with LeBron. So I'm like, why is he standing in this corner? Like, because that looked like, what was that, the Dallas series when they were getting uh-huh. about that? Right. Like, get out that corner, bro. This dude went from the other end of the court at that corner. They clocked him at on a, 19 miles per hour, bro. On a fast break. Iguodala was break. on a fast break. That means he can, like, catch you in the school zone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, LeBron can run pretty much as fast as the school zone. That's yeah. pretty crazy. That's beyond crazy. Oh, they said 19 miles an hour they clocked him at. That's how fast that man covered the court. And only at 94 feet. I so know. That, that's that's crazy. No warm up time or whatever, <laughs> nothing like that. Like I mean, and what was so crazy to me, he could have blocked it on either side of the goal, bro. Yeah, because he, he put both hands up. Reverse. He had one <laughs> hand on the left side. He's like, ah, I got it. That's nuts. So man, hats off to LeBron and the Cavaliers, man. You know it, it takes a whole team, but yeah, give no. me your ring. Did <laughs> Jordan say anything? No, Jordan's been surprisingly quiet. You know all the other other Bulls players. You know they've been. You know they just dissing the Golden State, but Jordan's been pretty quiet. I think Jordan realizes that this is not a time for him to say nothing. You know, I, it was kind of nice to see Kobe congratulate them like that. Oh, that's cool. I was wondering if he said. Hey, you know what's funny too. And we gonna kind of cover this when we talk about the out of line. We gonna go ahead and crown them now. No, we I won't save them to the end. You wanna save them to the end? Anyway, <laughs> but it's it's funny though because uh, people for the last week have been saying that the NBA is rigged and this that mm-hmm. and the third with it. But like someone made a great point. So if the NBA was rigged, you never saw Kobe versus LeBron in the finals ever. Yeah, ever. And the league wants to wanted to see that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they had the commercials. They had puppets. You feel me? So, <laughs> so it's like the Lakers versus the Cavaliers, yeah. or the Lakers versus Miami. Not it didn't happen one time that's, that's ever. Great, great point. You feel me? So it's like okay, so that alone is crazy. Because that's like Jordan Magic, you know, for our generation. Like who wouldn't want to see that? You know, right. come on now. The two biggest, and, you know, the two biggest superstars, of almost of of, of of the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, because these rest men, like they make bad calls on every level, you know. But to me, like. Like they say, bro, you have to make shots, too. And, like, I don't think you can just plan that. You know, some of these shots they make, yeah. like, you can't, that's not like a skit, bro. You can't say, oh, I'm going to make this amazing three. I'm going to miss this one. You know, now you can probably miss on purpose a little bit, but these are these amazing shots that be happening, like, yeah. you can't plan that, bro. 
I don't care how good they are. Right. Nobody told somebody. I said, y'all act like they got a space modulator that could make the ball yeah. go in. <laughs> space modulator. <laughs> like Marvin, Marvin the Martian up in the stands making the ball go in. Like it's, my, my space modulator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So hats off and congrats to the Cavaliers and all their fans and all the LeBron fans. I don't care who you're a fan of. You know, do your thing. And for the haters, the too. LeBron's. Like, yeah. uh, stay quiet for the next six months. Exactly. Yeah, bro. It's it's wild, man. Cause like you said, it's just like you said, bro. It don't matter who your favorite team was. I think you just have to be happy for a guy like LeBron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause Curry was getting a little too much attention as far as the Jordan of our generation, bro. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, cause he. It's I mean, sick, bro. he has really? lack, bro. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't done clearly. I heard that on Christian radio. I was watching, listening. I think eighty nine point nine or eighty eight point five. I'm like, what? That's the problem with believers, though. The heck? Yeah, bro, yeah. But that's it's really the problem with believers. He play defense. What? Well, that's why I know that guy's not in sports. Yeah, <laughs> he's not, he's not in sports, man. He's not, Look, bro. While we're on that, I know we'll probably don't want to go too far because we got other stuff to talk about. So the game where he got suspended, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what do you think thoughts of believers were? Because he was like poster child for, you know. He was cursing pretty hard Christian too. Representation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, do you think people still gonna support him the same way? I think people will support. I think honestly that may have done him good because it made him authentic and more realistic. Yeah. Like, okay, he's not Tim Tebow. Yeah, I see. You feel me? But like. But we've never seen Tim Tebow wild out like that. Never. Ever. Like, he's consistently kept his Christian, you know, image. And, and I mean, for what I understand about Tim Tebow, like, it's realistic. It's like, it's real. Like, yeah, he, he's not, not just a put on. He does it all the time. He's a genuinely nice guy. Um, but with Curry, I'm not saying he's not, but I think that he had a moment. And I think with Mark Jackson not being the coach anymore, you don't have that anchor that you probably had before with another Christian who's yeah. a leader inside the locker room to help kind of submit hold you down and when you surround it like a pastor right yeah, yeah you feel me so it's like you had like you know a pastor who's your coach who's like a mentor as well yeah. and you take that away you have somebody uh, who's different I don't know about Steve Kerr so to speak but you surrounded by cardinality <laughs> all the time like you know I don't know about Everybody all go to state, you know what I'm saying? But uh, they don't seem to be as invested as far as believers is concerned. You see my post I just put it. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Hey, we gotta tell you about this picture you're writing this. That's that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> you gotta read that book. <laughs> it's a picture of LeBron when he what was his game six. I was game six. Like this is game six. When he, he blocked Curry. When he blocked Curry and and talked trash to him. And the picture that meme says, "Go read your Bible and make sure it's the King James version." <laughs> <laughs> it's just good to that's hilarious. See some memes where LeBron ain't like the butt of the joke, bro. Yeah, so, right, right, right. I got. I even get kind of tired of that. I'm like, man, dude, leave this dude alone, bro. <laughs> Can that man live? Yeah, man. Well. He won't be coming to Miami, Rodney. So you know he's coming. I still, I still have faith. Stephen A. said it today. Stephen A. said it today. Yeah, I have, it's I have faith. It's, I gave it's, up on that. Cause you know I got faith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for y'all. Why did you, why did you uh, give up on that last night? Just to hear the way he was talking, man. Like, he's done it though. He's done it for I Cleveland, think he feels man. Like 
he's really he he can do more there. No, he no, he doesn't need to do. They, they had a fifty. Does, they, this is the first championship. He don't need to bring two, three, four, five. I, mean, I would love for him to come back in Miami, but I just think I don't think he's gonna leave, bro. D Wade, D Wade was at the game last night. He's gonna recruit. I looked at my jerseys today. <laughs> Look at LeBron. Look at him now. He getting paid. Uh, like, was it Jamel Hill? She was saying, "Can we get like a thirty for thirty? Like, where are they now with the people who was burning his his jersey?" Real, so <laughs> wet. Like, I kind of want to see where the people are in Cleveland are now. It was like calling them all type of n words. <laughs> Probably at the game, we're celebrating for real at the arena. For real. He really made Dad Gilbert eat the words, though, bro. Yeah, he did, bro. He looked like a very humble man. But my favorite part about it, man. Somebody pointed it out on Twitter today. They was like, LeBron, he trolled Skip Bayless the best. Because y'all know Skip Bayless, this is his last day on first take tomorrow. What? Yeah, you know he going to Fox Sports. So today is his last day on ESPN. So he was no, like, about but tomorrow that. is. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know his last show. So, I mean, who's, who's replacing him? I don't know. I don't know who's replacing him. But LeBron got the last laugh. <laughs> you got to talk about me winning championships on your way out the door. I did not. I'm kind of sad though. No, I'm not. No more first take. I like Skip on first take. Like, I mean, Skip is cool, but I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times, I think it's just, I think it's just like the way the show is written. Like, he's to play the villain because I'm like, if you're a real sports fan, like, and you really know the game of basketball, like Skip claims to know the game of basketball, like you can't hate on this man. He's great. Hey, <laughs> something else I read on them lines too. The reason I, th- I didn't think he was coming back. Cause you know, like he said, like we really hurt him in Miami, bro. Well, like feelings get Cause he said when he said he was going back to Cleveland, like they told him that was the worst mistake he was making in his career. He was ruining his career. Well, time out. And, uh, I understand that. Time out, though. Okay, if he, he said did, it was by people he really built good relationships with, he said he wanted to say names. He probably was talking about Pat Riley. Pat Riley, probably, yes, bro. guarantee Pat Riley did say. But I'm, I'm just gonna say that if, if LeBron forgave Dan Gilbert yeah. and he can come back to Cleveland and play nice, like he, he can come back. I don't, I don't think he forgave Dan Gilbert. He probably. I think didn't. it was more about the city. Than he the tolerated city, Dan Gilbert. I don't, I don't think he'll ever forgive that man. And, and, and from what I understand, um, I think Brian Windhorst he was saying that. He don't people, have a lot of dealers with him, dude. No, I'm saying people in his circle said he'll never forget and he'll never forgive that letter and how that went down with Dan Gilbert. But he's willing to push that to the side for the city of Cleveland and for his family's sake. Well, he he'll never like push it aside for the city of Miami too. The, the kids need to be in South Beach. It's better living down there than in Ohio. South Beach is debauchery. It's not, not a place to raise your kids at. Hey. I'm about to say that Cleveland's much better, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to do in Cleveland, but still. I don't know. I ain't never been to Cleveland. I'm, I've been to Ohio, but I ain't never been to Cleveland. Anywho. So that's that. Now we got to just wait this dry spell. By two and a half months. By two and a half months before football season starts. God. This is the worst time of the year. <laughs> it really is the worst time. It's like, hot outside. I don't watch ain't baseball no like that. Yeah, I don't watch baseball. I try, man. I just can't. I can watch baseball, but I'd much rather go to the game. But I mean, I can watch it, but it ain't nothing I prefer to watch. I can't. I can't watch it like I watch football and basketball. I'll say that. Can't do it. Can't do it. I watch hockey before I watch baseball. Mm-mm, I can't do that. At least hockey they gonna be fighting. Yeah, I want to go to a hockey uh, game. I don't think it's gonna be too many of us there. <laughs> Probably not. I really want to go to one. That's not even being racial. I'm just saying. What? 
Yeah, the only thing black is a puck and they keep on hitting it with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so uh a lot going on in the world today. Not, not it is, it's like it's on. been a lot going on since the last time we talked. Man. A lot yeah, a-, a lot worse did uh did uh good. You know, we had another legend pass away, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, man. Yeah, so that was yeah, cool. last, last part, yeah. Last. You said what? Kimbo Slice too, bro. Oh, yeah, Kimbo Slice. He's, he's a YouTube legend. Bro, he's a legend, bro. He's a YouTube legend. Yeah, legend in his own right. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I don't think there's anybody who's more legendary on YouTube than this brother. Like, you, like you can relate to Kimbo. Like, honestly. How? Bro, in so many ways, bro. This dude came from like I'm about to say I can relate to him <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate to him You but. can't relate to Kimbo bro Like Kimbo's like that Like dude came from like I don't know Pretty much doo doo You know what I'm saying Became this star he, He's more real to me than Muhammad Ali Cause I didn't grow up with Muhammad Ali You know I just know about his greatness through You know Pops But I actually watched like Kimbo like Man, this dude's just a YouTube fighter to like go to MMA. He wasn't the greatest at it, but no, no, he was, he was, like a, he was terrible. Yeah, but I mean, shoot, he's a professional though, you know. Yeah, he worked his way up, you know. I mean, that's definitely a rags to riches story concerning that, you know, just uh, coming from just scrapping in the backyards of you know Miami, yeah, you know, becoming a YouTube sensation. Cause I remember when I first got put on, I think you put me on the Kimbo Slice. I was yeah, like, man. I was like, man, this dude's a beast. Like just to be. Bare, bare knuckles in the backyard I'm like And he opened up that dude's eye Yeah, yeah bro yeah. My I mean, God. just the background story to that bro Like uh, Dude was homeless bro You know Fighting in uh, <laughs> Well They used to What did they used to play his I heard they used to play his fights On like Porno sites though That's no. not how we found out about them <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer but, but I'm saying like Disclaimer that's, that's how they said the backyard fights Even got popular yeah. Like yeah, I so didn't know that. But I was watching a story on it. The other I never day. heard that. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy, man. Like dude was straight homeless. He was doing some strip clubs and stuff like that. They were kind of like trying to implement that whole backyard fighting thing, man. Hmm. Like, from that to like think boxing, and then on to MMA. You know, so it's like, hmm. I, do you think they would probably do a movie about him, Kimbo? Yeah. Maybe not, because it's just like y'all said. Some people is like you know, Kimbo, whatever, you know. Well, I mean, I guess you have to like have followed him, you know, to kind of. Right. I thought he, was, I, I really like Kimbo though, man. And just like hearing about his, uh, how he handled his money, even like now, you know, it was like the dude had like a, I want to say, I may get it wrong. I think he said it was like a regular Chevy Blazer or something, but it was like a nice one, you know, <laughs> but he just wasn't into like, you know, spending money on a bunch of crazy stuff. He said he put like two kids through college. He had another one to put through. That's what, that was his focus, you know, so. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, man. His legend, you know, he doesn't at all match up to a Muhammad Ali. Of course, he did more global things. I think. Right, right. But it's just it's kind of interesting for 2016. We've seen a lot of legendary people who is integral in um um just world events uh, pass away. You know, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, man. But definitely shouts out to Muhammad Ali, you know, the whole entire Ali family, you know, just for what he did for the culture, man. I think, like like Earl said, like Earl said, he did more globally, you know, with him standing up, you know, not believing in the war, not going going to war. Not, not a lot of people would be willing or able to take that type of stand, especially uh, nowadays. I don't think, you know, I don't think... 
I don't think a lot of this generation would have the gumption, you know, to do something like that. That's that, that takes some type of boldness, man. Yeah, especially at the height of your career, at the pinnacle of your career. And they strip you of all of your your championship. Yeah, goals, man. man. And you facing jail time. And, exactly. And of course, like you have like the the famous quote. He says, you know, you want me to go out there and kill no no V. He's like V. Kong ain't never called me no nigga. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> He's like, they, and I think that um, reading some of the stories too is talking about when he won the gold the gold medal. He came back home and he would try, try to go out to eat. And they was like, yeah, we'll serve you in the back. He says, man, I go to my old hometown yeah. and I can't even eat in the restaurant. And I just went across the world and I won a gold medal for this country. He's like, right. man, come on. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, man. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. You ain't gonna fix my chair, brother. Sorry. <laughs> it's rude, man. You good, bro? It's rude, man. I just want y'all to know this brother's rude. But anywho, man. So, I guess we gotta get a little bit more serious. Um, you know, last Sunday morning, I think everybody woke up to the. Uh, tragic news um, about the nightclub in Orlando. Right. Uh, What's it called? Pulse. Pulse nightclub. Pulse. Yeah. Yeah. Pulse nightclub. Um, the gentleman. Um, I guess he just, you know, he walked up into the club with armed with AR-15s and you know a couple of handguns and decided to um, take lives. And I believe the total body count was 49 that were 49 killed, killed, plus him, you know, that would make 50 and countless others injured. Um, very, 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 very sad day. Um, and I know we're all believers on this podcast, um, and a lot of you are believers that's listening. Um, but, I mean, I don't care if it was a, a gay nightclub, a straight nightclub, I mean... Loss of life is, is yeah, it's a lot. It's still a loss of life, and I mean souls, you know, that weren't able to be touched, you know, in a way, um, you know, died, you know, a lot of them probably not knowing Christ and I'm things like that. Just go as far as saying, I don't care if you feel like it was the wrath of God. It's still sad. Yeah, it should still grieve you. Yeah. Regardless And it, it hurt It hurt I think the worst thing That hurt me man um, Was people that Call themselves Christians um, Saying that these people Deserve this You know I, I seen one preacher At a Sacramento I don't even know his name I care not to even Repeat his name um, But he was like Yeah this is This is 50 less pedophiles That's on the earth I'm like come on man I'm like Every every homosexual person Is not a pedophile Like come on man Every person that go to church Ain't no Christian Yeah clearly by this state Well You know what I'm saying Well You know what I'm saying We could have said You know Churches We could have said 50 less hypocrites Right Mm. That's how you just felt You know what I'm saying But like who would be That insensitive Yeah I mean Yeah to Just to know that That people Uh Claim claim the body of Christ and and I had a discussion um, with my wife about this a couple of days ago. I said we're the only um, quote unquote religion or um, culture, the Christian culture. I believe more people die by friendly fire 
than anything else. We we kill our own. We kill our wounded. Oh, you know what? You know what happened yeah. that made me think of that? We were we were actually watching America's Got Talent. And this this uh this young lady was on there, had a beautiful voice, but she was a signed gospel artist as a teenager. She had a recording deal, she had put albums out, I forgot her name. Beautiful voice, but she got pregnant when she was 18. And she said the church just ostracized her. Like they took her recording deal, all because she got pregnant. Because she made a mistake, you know, got pregnant and decided, you know, I'm not going to terminate this pregnancy. That's a shame that Christians would prefer you to terminate a pregnancy pregnancy? to hide it. But the church ostracized her. And I mean, I mean, when I say this girl can sing, I mean, beautiful voice. Um, and her daughter can sing now, now too. And they were actually on a America's Got Talent as a family. And you know, we just had the discussion like, why do we, as a as a, as a people, that preach unity, that preach love, ostracize our own, kill our own, because mistakes have been made. They would say like, we're the the Christian army is the only army that kill their wounded. Yeah, it's it's just so true. <laughs> We kill our wounded and like But we preach the exact opposite. Of course we do. But we don't practice what we preach. Mm. I, I mean we practice what feels good, what's convenient, but we preach in love and acceptance and unity and everything. And just because I love you doesn't mean I have to necessarily accept your lifestyle, but that doesn't mean I treat you in a way that's disrespectful to you as just a, a regular human being. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Bible says for us to to to, to love those who despitefully use you, man. Like right. what do you think that means? Like <laughs> people who are doing you wrong, we're supposed to show love to them. And you can't do that by showing up in a nightclub and taking 49 lives. And for what I understand, and I know that they're still trying to sort out all the details, but they actually question on some of the motive behind it mm-hmm. I said they think that the shooter like kind of questioned his own sexuality sexuality and orientation uh, yeah. but he said well also what set him off really bad he said the week previous to that I believe he saw two men kissing in the street mm-hmm. and said so he got visibly just extremely upset vocal about it and they don't know if that was like the breaking point the trigger where he ended up you know formulating this plan uh, to go ahead and take all these lives uh, I want to get your take in just a second, Earl, but I, I want to kind of put this this thought out there. And this made me really cringe when I thought about it. They were saying how one of the most haunting things was for the investigators going through the nightclub and trying to help identify the bodies. And of course, you know, take the evidence and everything and hear all of the cell phone ringtones go off over and over and over again from loved ones trying to reach out and find out if they were one of them. They were one of them. Talking about just ringtones just kept on ringing. Here, two over there, three over here, one over here, just ring, ring, constantly. ring constantly. That has to be like just haunting for you. Yeah. you know, hear, hearing that type of ringtone, knowing that these people are desperately trying to find out has their loved one perished or not. And you can't put out that information until the investigation is complete. Like, right. That has to be just crazy to deal with. Yeah. What do you think, bro? Yeah, I mean, I, um, I think I watched the same thing that Monday morning, man. Right. I can only imagine. I mean, like you said, ain't nobody picking up on that other end. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, and you already fearing the worst. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it a lot with that, man. Somebody asked me, do I think, you know, 
that it was really him. I tried to get the government set that up. I tried to get it was fake. Um, but it wasn't fake people dying. You know what I'm saying? No. So I don't really care who set it up. I don't care if we, you know, people felt it was a, a guy thing or a government thing or whatever. You know, I, I just think it's sad that many people died, you know. Right. Like that. And it was a hate crime, you know. Flat out. It was a hate crime, you know. So it's like. Act of terrorism. Jacked up. Yep. And that, that's where I do agree that all lives do matter, you know, when it comes to that. Yeah, that's, that's just sad. I don't care what you, you know. Sexual preferences, you know? right? Because that's the only thing that makes us different, you know, in that in that, in that um, humane type of way. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that makes us different. Nobody deserves that. I mean, because like I told this to my Sunday school class yesterday, I said, you know, nobody went to that nightclub expected not to go back home and right. you know what I'm saying You, they told the person bye I'll see you in a couple of hours I just want to go blow off some steam or you know I just want to go relax for a couple of hours you know go out to the nightclub or whatever but they didn't expect to to be murdered you know and and and, and, and that's the thing about it I mean nobody nobody expects that you know what I'm saying when we leave we, we leave our houses every day you know we expect to return at the end of the day you know that that's the portion that we do take for granted yeah. You know that we we take our lives for granted in that matter, you know, and that's the kind of um, message I was, you know, giving to my youth yesterday. I was like, you know, we I told them I was like, how many of y'all expect for y'all parents to be, you know, be there when y'all get back home, you know, from school or wherever you go? You know, you expect that. You don't expect to get those type of phone calls, you know, just saying, you know, hey, um, you know, your mother's gone, your father's gone, your brother's gone, your sister's gone. We don't expect that, man. But it's a it's a harsh reality because of the world we live in today. Yeah, that had to be scary, bro. It is. And I think the situation you probably read with the text messages with the mom, mm-hmm. that conversation going back and forth. That's how she has to remember her son. You know, that's her last moments with her son. Mom, I'm about to die. Yeah, bro, it's crazy, man. I mean, so many questions about that, like. How did he get in with that big gun? Yeah. I saw a video about that. That was interesting. Like uh, this yeah, dude, dude with the AR, with the AR, like he 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 had a pair of jeans on and a regular shirt. That was it. Wow. And he stuffed the, the AR-15 inside the front of, of the jeans and he walked around. He wa- wa- walked around. You know what I'm saying? All the little video, and you couldn't even tell there's no bulge or nothing. Wow. And so he walked up to, to the camera, pulled the shirt up, pulled the gun out. Dropped the clip down, pulled out pretty three much three more clips, loaded them up, dropped them all out. Then pulled out a handgun. Pulled out a handgun and then loaded it like three, four different times. So it's like then, it's possible. And then he walked up to the camera and he was like two hundred and sixty eight rounds. He was like, yeah, yeah. That's that's scary. It is scary, bro. And again, not to take the focus off of what we're trying to discuss with this podcast topic, but I wonder if sometimes these things happen or are so televised because it's an agenda against firearms and I mean we're not here to defend uh, you know what I'm saying the right to bear arms or anything like that it right. is what it is I mean I'm a gun owner so obviously I believe no, in having the, <laughs> the ability and the right to bear arms but it makes you kind of wonder and think about what's the agenda really really right. focused on and pushing you know what I'm saying exactly man I saw an interesting cartoon. I don't know if it was like the New Yorker or whatever, and it had uh, terrorist. It had um, police officers and like uh, I forgot all just a bunch of different characters, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Obama and Hillary, and uh, it's talking about um, 
they were all pointing at the law-abiding gun owner uh-huh. as like you know the source of all the problems in the world. Yeah, it's like saying really. And I was th- I was thinking I was thinking about that the other day too, um, because I had actually watched the. I don't know why I watched it, but I knew what it was, but I don't. I, I regretted watching it. Um, just, you know, earlier or later, last the latter part of last week, um, the guy that got murdered on Facebook Live in Chicago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I watched the video. I was like, and it's like numbing. It's like, man, this man was recording a video and somebody literally either rolled up or walked up and murdered this man. And you hear the lady that was behind him screaming. Like murdered in cold blood, like no rhyme, that, yeah. no rhyme, no reason. You know what I'm saying? Or if it was a rhyme or reason, it you know it probably ain't justified or valid, you know at all. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like how do how do we? Because half the people, or I ain't gonna even say half. I would say probably say seven out of ten people aren't registered gun owners. You don't have a registered gun. How are these guns getting into our country? You know how are these how are these guns getting into the hood? You know what I'm saying? Because no, I don't think anybody from the hood is really walking up to the local gun store like, oh, um, I wait three to five days till my background check come back so I can be a registered gun owner. Bro, it's crazy, man. This is Texas, bro. I got they registered my gun within 20 minutes. I was what, spot. You feel me? Like quick background check, boom, 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 boom. Walked out of gun out of there with my nine. It was it was too easy. Now it's funny, like in New York, uh, the homie Lewis, he's been on the podcast before too. He was trying to get a uh, gun for his uh, his father. I think he said it took him six months. Yeah, well, six months, man, for that background check to clear and everything, because it's a different type of uh, world up there on the East Coast, you know. But Texas is different, definitely. But um, mm-hmm. but you're right. It's like. Where are all these guns coming from? Right. That's the, I mean, that's that's the thing about it, man. It's, it's not a coincidence, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, that uh, urban communities can get their, you know, quote-unquote, you can you can get guns, you know, better than you can get education. You know what I'm saying? Really? You know what I'm saying? Young boys, too, man. <laughs> Young dudes getting a hold. I'm like, what in the world? Knowing how to use Is somebody teaching them How to use it You know what I'm saying They're not going to Like we said They ain't going to Licensed classes You know Sitting down for five Six hours You know Learning how to use a gun properly That's not happening Nope So Trial and error Video games Yeah Man that, that's, that's such a powerful statement Man and, You know These kids today And adults today too You know what I'm saying it, this ain't Grand Theft Auto, man. <laughs> you can't hit the reset button on life. You can't. No, you can't man, say that again, bro. Yeah, I heard. Um, <laughs> no, Aaron. I hate to say his name on the podcast. He may be listening, maybe not. Crosby, he's a good dude, though. He he said that after one of the most recent shooters we had with uh, um, Skip. You know, from he graduated from uh, Shoemaker with me. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Man, these dudes, man. Thirty seconds of anger, man. You know, make them, uh, you know, make a decision, and, and they think it's a video game. Like you said, to say that you can't, can't press the reset button, man. You know, you can't redo that, bro. Once it's done, it's done. Yeah. It's done. Once it's done, you absolutely right. And like, this, this ain't Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a, I heard an interview with uh, Ar Ab, the rapper, man, and he was like, he, he's one of the 
I, I don't know if I would say fortunate, but he actually beat a murder charge. And um, he was saying that, you know, when he talked to, you know, his guys that, you know, look up to him, the guys that are in jail. And, you know, he was like, they they talk to him like they come at home. He was like, no, you're not. You know, you messed up your life when you was 17, 18 years old. You know, you chose to go out here and, and uh, do an armed robbery or, you know, commit a murder. You know, something like that. Like you, you, you can't come back for that. You know what I'm saying? This is the system's not built for for us. You know, young right. black men. You know, the system is you know not built built to protect us. You know what I'm saying? You know, you get caught with a gun or or whatever. They 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 bound to lock you up for life. You know, they giving out jersey numbers. They, they give it out jersey. You know, right? they not they not playing with this. You know what I'm saying, and I think we we've devalued life so much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to where it, it seems like a video game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. We don't value each other as a community, as a as a person, as brothers and sisters. To where if if, if you have the gumption to walk up to somebody in broad daylight and take their life, you don't value. I, I question if you value your own life. Can't man. Can't. <laughs> Take somebody else's, you know what I'm saying? Like you because, you know. yeah, because, I mean, when you commit a murder and you going into the system, you're not just hurting the person that, that you've murdered. You're affecting their family. You're affecting your family. You know, you're going away for life now. So if you got kids, they're never going to know their dad or their mom in the full capacity that they could have. Based upon what? 30 seconds of anger. Like you said. It's like, man... This man saw something that disgusted him to the point that you want to take 49 lives? Like, I I don't comprehend that level of malice and that level of hatred. Like, I can maybe understand, like, a flash of anger and you're angry you want to fight or whatever. But for for you to be so premeditated to to load, load up these guns, have the extra ammo... Make a plan and walk into a loaded or, or a completely full nightclub with the intention of taking as many lives as you possibly can before they take you out. Like, I don't understand how your mind can reach that point of, of, of acceptance to that. I'm not I'm not trying to sound spiritual or deep, but it's demonic. Oh, it's definitely demonic. I heard a guy, he was talking about how, like, it's even dangerous to get into altercations or fights now. Yeah. Know, because dudes can't take a butt whooping no more. Not like, dudes ain't fighting no more. Yeah, it's like, I'm just gonna pop truck. No you know what I'm saying? Like, it used to be a time where, yeah, you got me, bro. You know what I'm saying? We may fight two or or three or four more times, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, we won't pull it out of a gun. No weapons. Nowadays, just bro, our hands. you get yeah. the best of somebody, well, you're for your that. life, bro. Mm-hmm. You, know, <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, <laughs> we look at the movie like Friday. That's like the realest conversation known in the world now. So re- relevant, mm-hmm. you know. You live to fight another day. So what you got? You know, he got you. You know, <laughs> he got you pretty good. But you live to fight another day. Neither one of y'all dead or in prison. Right. You know, so use your hands, man. If you have to go there, but like, dog, you know, that pride, man, is a killer. Thank you, bro. Go before destruction. Mm. Man. So. Needless to say, man, prayers definitely up for the the families of the victims. Right. Um, I pray it's like a 
an eye opener for believers to, to realize we got to definitely be in prayer. We got to definitely be sensitive to people's needs around us, you know, because mm-hmm. like who was dude's friend that, that recognized like, hey, bro, you, you, you kind of like wilded out on this, this, this homophobia that you have and this hatred, you know right. what I'm saying, for this community, like to the point where it's like, I'm concerned, you know what I'm saying, who sat him down and like discipled him or talk to him or whatever was just a a friend at all or did they feed into that you know what I'm saying and encourage him to to wild out another interesting story that didn't get televised at all got hardly any press except Facebook but shout out to Chick-fil-A Oh yeah, I seen that. Oh yeah, man. Like you, I'll, you, you, you uh, yeah, yeah, like I, I posted that like and we covered this a while ago in the podcast with uh the whole Chick-fil-A controversy, mm-hmm. you know how Dude just pretty much said how he felt about you know gay marriage, and they would have crucified an entire organization based upon a, a biblical standard. You know what I'm saying, so right. to speak. And dude wasn't trying to bash anybody. He just like no, you asked me the question. It's my conviction. It's my conviction. For, right. And on Sunday, Chick Fil A opens up, and we all know Chick Fil A is not open on Sunday. <laughs> so they fire up their grills. And they brew all this lemonade and tea and all these chicken sandwiches and fries and they take them over there and they pass them out for free for all the people who are waiting in line at the blood bank to donate blood for the victims and people who survive. There was no news cameras out there for that. Yeah, but that's the, I mean, that's the, that's the compassion that our Savior calls us to. You know right. what I'm saying? The love of Christ, you know, that's how we demonstrate it. You know, through all the hate, you know, that they got, you know, through all the bad press, the you know the homosexual community bashing them, you know, saying that they're a hate, they're a hate organization. It's like no, this this organization is about love, and because somebody preaches a standard, you know, it's automatically, you know, I know we talked about this on the podcast before as well. When somebody when somebody finally takes a stand, it's automatically looking like you you know you're a hater or you know you hate this type of group. No, I didn't say I hate nobody. I'm just telling you You asked me My standard And so I'm gonna tell you You know what I'm saying So Yeah it's definitely I Shut up I don't think we had a guest that day What was talking about just Even the um, Position of the church In crisis you know? I don't know <laughs> the, uh, Position of the church In crisis Like how like This was an opportunity too For people to step up You know To give blood And stuff like that I want to how we were saying, like, you know, everybody turns to the church, you know, when there is a crisis. Um, the lady that I was watching the interview of that day, I think she may have been an investigator if she works with the police. And she at that point was saying, you know, that wasn't the time for them to have, um, like, visuals and stuff um, because they needed all the police focused on, you know, mm-hmm. I guess trying to identify the bodies. But to do your jobs, go to your local churches, you know, get blood, stuff like that. I wonder how many churches were willing to even do that, you know, at that time, or were they like, no, that's for homosexuals, yeah, something like that, you know. Wow. I mean, we didn't get it much here, probably because you know it's so far away, you know. I mean, I don't know if it would have mattered, but I think in Florida, I wonder how many came together and, you know, and did that. It showed shows like the love of Christ, mm-hmm. period. Point blank, period. <sighs> yeah, but tragedy, man. It, it was it's definitely crazy. tragic, man. You know, and um, like I said, I definitely like Soldier said. I, John said, excuse me. Um, definitely think it's a call to action. You know what I'm saying? That the body of Christ really needs to be in a, be in position. You know what I'm saying? To to be, you know, 
those guardrails to be those visionaries, you know, to kind of, you know, spearhead and be able to pray in the direction, you know, that things are going instead of being just reactive. You know what I'm saying? Let's be proactive in our prayers. It's real top. But needless to say, uh, Orlando has been kind of a hot spot a topic. Like, not only was that tragedy uh, for the nightclub and all those lives lost, but. Uh, it's alligator. It's alligator. <laughs> Quote unquote alligator out there. Yeah, it's a, a gator on the loose. You know. That, that whole story is just. It don't crazy add, to me. It don't add up to me. It don't, it don't go add up to you, right? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just lay it out there. It don't add up to me. And I'll be, uh, give, give a little bit of a background in case people haven't so, been watching the news or whatever. Two year old boy out here. His family's on vacation at Disneyland, for Disney World, whatever, in Orlando, which I've been to. Yeah. Lovely. Um, and I stayed on a resort on the beach. Um, some resorts do have signs that say no swimming. You know, beware of animals. You know. <laughs> Of, of different sorts um, So according to this story The little boy's Playing in shallow water um, He's only two years old So I don't know how shallow this water could be um, I'm assuming maybe one, one and a half You know, two feet if it's a tall little baby You know, God rest his soul But anywho um, They say that You know, the alligator pretty much You know, lay low And kind of just snatched him up And and took him into the water. Um, from reports, they say the dad chased the alligator into the water. Now, um, uh, I, it's not a funny, it's not a funny story at all. But um, my um, my stepfather, my father, he watches a lot of swamp people. He watches this show faithfully, and I see how dangerous alligators are and crocodiles are. Shout out to Frank for always. You know, watching Swamp People. Happy birthday, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Happy late birthday. But happy anyway, late birthday. he watches Swamp People faithfully, so I, I see it occasionally when I'm over there. But anywho, um, they say the alligator snatched the little boy into the water, and drug him off. The little boy's missing for almost 48 hours. Then the, the the you know the the police chief he comes back, call a press conference, say they find the little boy almost a day and a half later. Find his body intact. They can identify him and everything. Now, I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracist. If that's a word, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracist. But I've seen enough swamp people in my life. I'm, I think I've just seen enough alligator movies. I watch. I watch. Oh, I watch uh, when animals attack. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think. Um, um, I've seen an alligator bite somebody and they live, but the alligator ain't trying to let you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do something called a death roll when they get you in their mouth. What are you laughing at? It's true. I've seen it. I've seen it. they do the death roll. That's what they call it. Call, call Frank. He'll tell you about the death roll. But I'm serious. I'm just, I'm just saying. How can uh, an alligator, crocodile, whatever? How can it snatch a little two-year-old boy in the water? And I'm and I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I don't think a little two-year-old boy can put up that much of a fight if an alligator grab him. <laughs> and, that, that's, and that's just being serious. Yeah. So and they come back and say they found the body intact. It just don't it just don't add up to me. I'm leaving right there. You guys can um, spare your peace on it. But I'm gonna just say the story don't add up. Well, and I'm not gonna pretend to be an expert in this, but I got a lot of family in Florida. 
I got an aunt who lives in Orlando. I got uncles that live in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So they told stories about alligators like being in like neighborhoods and schools and stuff. Like alligators are like scary creatures. Like for the meaning that they don't just attack to attack. Like they're not, you know what I'm saying, predators just looking for, you know, to, to tussle with humans like that. Most of the time, humans are the ones interacting with them in a right. certain kind of way. You feel me? So it's like... And attacking you just because they see you. You feel me? So I don't know if this alligator was just extra hungry, but what made him attack the baby like that? Not eat the baby. Not dismember the baby, you know. Right. But something smells kind of fishy. Not to be, you know, funny. You, you, you use a pun, but... You know, it don't quite, it don't quite make sense, man. It really don't. I don't understand. I mean, I'm just. I mean, he didn't have, have holes in him or nothing. Like, I mean, it may have been a. I don't know, but the body was fully intact. That's what they said. I mean, I guess really, I haven't heard a lot of like y'all put me on. You know, I'm not saying alligators will never eat humans, but I'm sure it's happening. I just I don't hear about that very often. So it's like. Maybe I don't know. They didn't like the way it tastes or something. I don't know. They didn't like white meat. They like dark meat. That's pretty out of line. That is super. That's super out of line. I don't. I ain't never ate you know human. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe it tastes different, or maybe you just want filling it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he had already ate. You know, I don't know, bro. That is kind of weird for him to still be intact. Those teeth are sharp, bro. Like I said, they ain't trying to let it go when they get you. Yeah, bro. It's like a pit bull in the water. So. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. that boat, it goes online. Well, I guess it's a different story with the gorilla. Yeah. But that's, that's my thing. Like, that's my thing. They made they made this family seem like, you know, they were like the perfect family. Mm. Oh, it's so tragic. But then the gorilla story in Cincinnati... The gorilla got killed, right? They, they killed they the gorilla. Down, right? the, 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 the little boy was safe. Then they tried to drag these these good these good black people. They tried yeah. to drag their name through the mud. The daddy wasn't even at the zoo. They tried to prove his criminal right. criminal history. His and whole put it on, criminal history out. Put like it on it, TV. What does that to do with anything? How is that relevant to he this He ain't even story? at the zoo with the family. That's why, bro. You know what I'm saying? How did the kid get down there, though? I believe he climbed over something and he fell into there. But check yeah. it out. Let's do a compare contrast real quick. Has a, has a father, a little boy with alligators, has his history been brought up at all? Hey, no. I mean, like, if, if, if he had, like, a gambling debt. White privilege. You know what I'm saying? Well, I said it. I mean, you went there before I was going to, but <laughs> that's what's up. Flat out. And they, they crucified this mother with... This baby falling into you know this gorilla pit with poor Harabe. They killed him. They killed him. And this other family, this white family. Yeah. They just painted this little perfect picture. They the victims. Yeah. Right. I don't. I mean, it's I tragic that they lost their son. I'm not gonna. That's not the. That's not the issue. We're not saying it's not a tragedy. But both are tragedies, but it's like no. I mean, this is. I mean, the Cincinnati thing is a tragedy. I mean, if you're an animal lover like that, I mean, an innocent gorilla got killed. But 
said yeah. innocent girl. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do nothing. He was trying to protect the little boy. You know, according to the video, he wasn't trying to hurt the little boy. He like check his diaper and everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for real. <laughs> I, 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 I see that part of the video. Bro, look at it, bro. It looked like he was like checking his pamper, bro. Uh, Stop the tape. Stop If you day. check it, go watch the video. It looked like he was checking his diaper. Bro. <laughs> How, bro? How? Look at the video, bro. Like, what? What uncut video did you see? <laughs> I, 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 I see that YouTube video. Same what y'all saw. Nah, bro. Man on Facebook. For real, man. Oh you you must have saw a meme or something. But I see, nah, I see Haraba check no diaper. He was checking his diaper, bro. But that should have oh, further man, let them know. That, that should have further let them know that. But why would he check his diaper? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Fast forward passes. Why would he take his diaper? Like, bro, he probably looked like a little gorilla, bro. You I get know. that, but little gorillas don't wear diapers, though. He like, hey, what this you got on, man? You never know, bro. <laughs> what this you got on? So you say that he checked the diaper because, like, he didn't understand footage, what it was. Check the footage. Okay. Oh my god, that just took a turn. That be birthday. But like, Rock, go back to the alligator. <laughs> Do you think that it was a cover-up? Yeah, I think I personally think, and this is just me, this is not anybody else, I personally think the little boy drowned. And they tried to blame it on the alligator. Through negligence or whatever? Whatever. You know, through negligence or, or whatever. But I think the little boy drowned and it was a cover-up. But that's that's just me. I'm not saying that's what happened. That's just my little... Y'all heard it here first? Rodney said the boy drowned. Yeah, I watched CSI man. I know yeah. Horatio. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I know Horatio. Uh, that's that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Wait for me. He's trying to show me the picture of the damn gorilla checking the diaper. <laughs> Clearly, he was trying to take care of him. Oh Lord! But taking care of him would, would not include checking the baby's <laughs> diaper. Or I don't think that was on his bucket list. It's <laughs> right around me. <laughs> Red guy, Richard. So he like was seventeen too. Harabi was seven, bro. Did y'all see all the memes though? With, with yeah, that, that I mean, that made light of the situation. They were pretty funny though. I will like, say, like the uh, the order of services with the yeah, they had a Bishop Tarzan and First Lady Jane. <laughs> they was doing the most with that. Man, man, man. Well, how, how was, oh Lord, we gotta get on up out of here, man. Well, we gotta give out some crowns first. <laughs> Wait a minute, hey. wait, stop, 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 press, yeah. stop, wait a minute, hold on. We gotta, we gotta talk about this stuff real, real quick. Ah, uh, here we go. You know, we gotta talk about some things real quick. You know, you know, I mean. Well, happy Father's Day. Yeah, um, you know, belated, yeah. Yeah, I commend guys who, you know, yeah, step happy, in. Happy you know. Father's Day, sir. I know you got one and one yeah, on the way. One on the way. You know. What it was? But shout out to Rod too. You know. I mean, I'm just a humble man. I don't do anything. I mean, because you are like one of the guys. You know, you know, you step in, you know, in a, in a marriage where there's already a child, and you say, "Look, I'm I'm, I'm stepping in that role." You know, mm-hmm. I commend guys who do that in relationships. Yeah, yeah. step in, step in. They don't care that a child may already be there. Yeah, they yeah. love that child. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. And they respect that child, like you know. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, you preach pretty much it. I, I think you preach it. Guys are doing right now. And I just think that's awesome. it's commendable. Yeah, because it should be. I think you and I think you preaching to more than me right now. Yeah, you know I, mean, I just I admire that, and I just think it's awesome. Yeah, man. People do that, you know, because you know, and I just said it, you know, Valentine's Day is far from gone, but love is in the air. Love, you know, church, <laughs> love is definitely in the air. Um, you know, lives have been you know altered, you yes, know, over the yeah, past month or so. Alter is, you know, is an interesting choice of words. Yes, yeah, that's, that's why. That's why I chose to use that. Alter, altar, yeah, you know, is a place of commitment. Commitment, yes, relationship, covenant. <laughs> are, are places me. where Jagged edge. I think little brother said, "Meet me at the meet me at the altar, altar. in your white dress," because we ain't getting no young. So we might as well do. Come on, you know, please God. You know, but it's a lot of it's. A, I mean, you know, brother John, what's your take on this? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you've been mighty quiet for the past, you know, minute and a half or so. So you know, we recorded it like yeah, a month, about a month. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't really seen him in a long time. Yeah, yeah. a little taller. Saturday night was the first time I seen him in yeah, quite a, a while. Man. Yeah, you know, his chest got a little bit more. You know, I don't know why. You know. He smiled a little bit more. He's yeah. a little happier. You know, I mean, you care to shed some light on the situation? I mean, I know God is, you know, doing things. So you you care to share what God has done in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Going back to what you originally said, Earl, like all jokes aside, real talk, uh, that's one thing I've always admired about you, bro. Brother Rodney. Who, me? Um, yeah. yeah. Brother Rodney. He's just a humble man. Uh it does take, you know, I think a special type of brother to, um, I don't want to say step up to the plate, but just uh, enter into a blended family, you know, and like just have that level of acceptance and understanding and uh, ministry, you know what I'm saying? So that was definitely a blueprint for, for other people, whether you knew it or not, you know, mm. so salute to you. Thank you for uh, being... Uh, a good godly example of a man who's willing to to take on that role by choice. I didn't even. Oh, uh, all right. In, in case you didn't know, now you know. Let me tell you. And so it, it, it makes it easier for other brothers. other brothers, yeah, and other people who may be close to you. Other brothers, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's three of us. Three of us. You know what I'm saying? And two of us is married already. So other brothers, yeah, other brothers, yes. Uh, to uh, maybe follow suit, you know, when, when the opportunity presents itself, and yes, yes. you find yourself at a crossroads in Ooh, life, like bone Yes. So you won't be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> so when you at a crossroads and you have a decision to make, you can choose left, you can choose right. Mm-hmm. Choose you this day, right? You can choose darkness or light. You could. And when you are presented with that opportunity, you know, sometimes it's good to go ahead and uh, walk in the light. Walk in the light. Yeah. Press through. Press, yes, press. All press. in between. Hold on now. Everything from A to Z. <laughs> a to Z. A to Z. I heard, yeah. And I mean, all I heard, in between. I heard it's a new song called Maybe. I like that, Malia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's uh, let's just say life's, life's good. And uh, yeah. Yeah. it feels good to uh, walk in the light, experience some new things. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and all the above. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh. I'm gonna just love does things to people. It bro. does because you know what, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say any names. You know, I, let's just put it this way. All right, so since we all these subliminals, <laughs> let's go ahead and just put it out there, y'all who've been faithfully listening for so 25 episodes. This is episode number 26. Yeah. Uh, y'all know I like to crack jokes, he, and he, I've been cracking jokes. He a joke cracker. I've been cracking jokes since episode one. Pretty much about a certain subject, certain subject, <laughs> consistently. <laughs> but I can't do it no more. Shots fired. Off I can't. The I, 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 I can't. The mark. I can't do my jokes no more, man. Go on out. Go on. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, make, it makes me happy that I can't do my jokes no more. Yeah. But I can't do my jokes. No more. He gone. He off the shelf. So, so uh, all the subliminals aside, it feels kind of good to. Uh, Explore new avenues and enter into a relationship. Uh, so, hey, claps. <laughs> <laughs> those were real. Yeah, those are, those are real hand claps, you know. But she pretty amazing. Uh, swept me off my feet. She so did. Far, you know what I'm saying? Pretty so, cool, bro. when I tell you I was talking to this brother one day and he let out a sigh. <laughs> I ain't never heard a man sigh like this <laughs> before. This brother let out a sigh. <laughs> it, it was even deeper than that. But this brother let out a sigh. I can't even I can't even bring myself to do it. But this brother let out a sigh, and I knew things were different. So I appreciate you. Yeah. He's like Cleveland. This is for you. This is for you. But uh, yeah, she know who she is. We know who she is. Um, you know. But uh, thank you, thank you, ma'am, for you know just you know thank you. You know, you're an answer prayer. <laughs> we are all, all three of us been praying, and you're an answer prayer. So we appreciate you. Yeah, man. She definitely uh, cool people. Uh, I'm trying to downplay. I'm not uh, I'm cool people. Oh, oh, trust me, I can't downplay it, man. Uh, obviously, well, speak been, loud. Then. <laughs> obviously, I've been in my A for a quite quite a while. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's good. He didn't even talk to us, y'all. He didn't even talk to us. That is clearly not true. But he, I say, man, I know he's in good hands. It's like finding Nick. All state. Find a dude, but yeah, find a Jonathan. Nah, but when I say she's cool people, it, it's cool to establish uh, a relationship with somebody who you genuinely enjoy being around their company. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like all the the extra butterflies and lovey dovey stuff that has its proper place and it's cool. I love that part of it, but it's cool to actually establish you know a foundation of like friendship. And I get that from y'all too as well. Like Earl, you and Sherelle, high school sweethearts, and Rodney. Like you and Drea, like y'all love each other's company. Like you can kick it with one another, and you don't. You, you, it's not forced. It's not. You're not bored. It's not like all right, I, I just want to get you know all something onto the next one. You know what I'm saying? I'm, leave me alone. I'm watching TV by myself. It's like yeah, I enjoy your company together. So that's what I have looked on and I've taken notes from over the years. So salute to you guys. You said uh, something good, man, about conversation, man. They really enjoying each other's conversation. That's good. Mm-hmm. Y'all communicating, so that's like awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we uh try to like really make that to the forefront. Like I think effective communication is probably one of the most important things in any uh, healthy <laughs> relationship. You know, so. right, right. So thank God for this mystery woman. 
thank we thank God for you. Because I know you're listening. Amen. Right now. Amen. Salute to you. We bless God. Salute to you, boo. Oh, 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 oh my, oh my. Never heard something about nobody boo. Y'all feel it. Right. Man, we gotta hey. get on that paddock. What's up? Like, before you give them the Out of Line King note, this other dude, I think he deserves to share it. We okay. This guy. Okay, well, you gotta give it to us then. Thief, bro. The, oh. oh, bruh. <laughs> bruh. The barbecue, the whole family reunion barbecue in his pants. Like, that was pretty nasty. I sent my brothers this video of this brother. Rex and bro, <laughs> it did my heart like so sad because he was a brother, like he's a black guy. Like, what had to be a black brother? But he has some type of grocery store, and he's like wearing like these uh, smooth booties, <laughs> the smooth booties. And like this white man is going off on him, pretty much adamant about. It. He's calling the police. The guy's looking at him like he's crazy. But he like tells him to pretty much like take all the all this food out of his pants. So this bro, how, how many slots did he pull out? Four? I know he pulled about four. I know he had uh, chicken, bratwurst, <laughs> bratwurst. sausages, hot dogs. I didn't like, how did you fit all those? This man had gross, a full bro. cookout. In his pants, bro. Like, like, it was really? amazing. Really? I mean, it's like, I thought he was never going to stop pulling like, different meat out of there. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. And then I know they put that meat back. Yeah. They might put 50% of stick on it. You know. It's like yeah, like I, 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 okay, you HEB, <laughs> bro. You done got this brother. Like, how do you put that back on the show? I, I know it took like two minutes, literally, like pulling stuff out of yeah, his pants. I just be like, look, just keep that meat. Don't come back in here no more. <laughs> <laughs> ever again. Like, enjoy that. Yeah, that's better for life. I mean, I know it's wrapped up, but like, yeah. it was still in his best pants. Yeah, we don't know if he had drawers on or not around his genitals. That's gross. You know, I don't want it. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I don't want that kind of stuff. That is private parts around that good food. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. I don't want it. <laughs> That's nasty. I don't want it. And so as we get up out of here, man, we go definitely, uh, we, we got a pair of crowds. Oh, yeah. King uh, and queen. King and queen. And before we crowd, them, like, Rod, I want you to read uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you said. Hold on. That, pull it up. That bug's pretty funny. And about the lead man rigged. Oh, yeah. Hold on. And part of the it's part of the reason why the queen gets her crowns. This? You talking about this? Yes, sir. Oh. Alright. So it says, this is going back to the basketball thing. This is pretty funny. I hope I can read it. Uh, I wish I had a Morgan Freeman voice to read this, but uh, it says LeBron is six eight and Curry is six three. Cross subtract their heights, eight six and six three, and you get two. And three, or twenty-three, which is LeBron's number. Interesting, right? But check this: two times three is six. Steph Curry picked up his sixth personal foul on LeBron because LeBron is a hater. Hater rhymes with gator. Gators don't have hairlines. Neither does LeBron. LeBron paid the alligator to distract you, saw. So all that he could do is steal Game Six and force a Game Seven in hopes of winning his third championship. Yes, three, the same number of sides, which is in the Illuminati track. <laughs> LeBron works for the Illuminati. Y'all better wake up. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, it, it, it just still tickles me, man. But Steph Curry, you get the Adeline King for uh, you and your wife. Yeah, you, but hold. First off, you give it to the king first. Give it to the king first. 
Steph Curry for, for being the unanimous MVP and uh, being a no call, no show for the finals. <laughs> That's automatic termination. Yeah. No <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you would no call, no show, sir. You, uh, you only, scored 17 only, points 17 points, only average 20, and you the league MVP. Yeah. Unanimous MVP. You got outplayed by uh, Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew got you. Completely. And wifey, Aisha Curry, you get that a lot. Queen for tweeting out that the league is rigged. Because your husband got ejected from a basketball game. Because your husband lost a game. You know how many women can send out that same tweet every week, every day? You sound like a fool. So we know that's a game. I'd be like, well, she she just congratulated. Like she said, like it it was a real churchy tweet. Talk about like all in all in God's timing and God's will. God bless y'all. Like really, side eye. Really, Aisha. (laughs) No one so. cares. But uh, so we, yeah, we pair them up this week and give the Curry family you. We now deem you out of line king and out of line queen. You too, me, boy. Yeah, oh yeah, we can't forget the me. We did court jester this week. Definitely. But man. we love you guys, man. We're going to get out of here. Oh, uh, well, I, um, any words of wisdom? Oh, definitely. Um. Yeah, I'm just say um. You know, love that neighbor as thyself. That's my words of wisdom. Hey man, that's that was more serious than I thought we was going with the words of wisdom. But that was, that was just mine. You said right. Yeah, don't put stone and meat in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Please don't, don't do it. Uh, in fact, don't put any cooked meat in your pants. <laughs> Raw meat. Meat doesn't deserve to be that. Raw meat, barbecue meat. <laughs> None of it at all. None of it at all. Uh, I've got, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, well, bless God. Bless God. I, you know, I got something. Oh, make every moment count. Yeah, man. Praise God. Praise. And don't let opportunity pass you by. Praise. Man, God. he preaching to himself right now. Come on. And, and the brothers. And the brothers. The brothers. The brothers. brothers. All right, we out of here. Peace. Peace. We have some little boots running out the crib. Asking for the breastfeeding, but I get first in. <laughs> <laughs>